Cassidy argued with herself through the rituals of getting ready for work, and by the time she went down for breakfast, she had concluded there was no need for her to become involved. Reed deserved whatever discomfort he got, and it was not as if she was arranging it deliberately. All Cassidy had to do was stay out of it and let the inevitable happen. But as she crossed the edge of the campus to her car in the cool brilliance of the spring morning, Cassidy found that no matter how true it was, she couldn't leave it at that. He didn't know what he was getting into, she rationalized. It wouldn't be fair not to warn him. So you're going to offer to hold his hand, she jeered at herself. That's the most incredibly foolish thing you've ever done, you know. He's not a naive little boy. But she stopped at his office anyway on her way to work, gambling that his old habits hadn't changed and that she would find him there despite the early hour. She had never visited the headquarters of his company before, but she knew where it was, in one of the new office towers not far from Country Club Plaza. The setting was one of the most impressive in the city. Still, she was not prepared for the office itself— an entire floor of glass and steel and cool, muted colors, with the main display of art being the glorious, ever-changing view of the plaza from the huge windows. Reed's secretary admitted that he was in, but seemed doubtful that he could spare a moment for a reporter. I'll ask, of course, she said. In the meantime, you might like to look at some of the brochures over there. I think he'll have time for me. Cassidy told her, and turned her attention to a quite astounding collection of sales pamphlets concerning Kavanaugh condominium complexes. When the secretary returned, she looked more than a little surprised. He'll see you right now. His readiness to see her confirmed Cassidy's suspicions, and it should have pleased her to be proved right, but it did not. Reed's office was on the outside corner of the building, and wide windows on two sides gave a glorious view of Country Club Plaza, its Spanish mission-styled buildings marching in stately rows up the hillside, each tiled roof catching the light and throwing it back in a slightly different shade of red or gold. It would be an ever-changing panorama, Cassidy thought, and wondered how he ever managed to take his eyes off it and get to work. But it was obvious that he did— On the other two walls, which were paneled in light birch, several huge frame drawings were hanging. She managed a quick glance at the one nearest her. It was an architectural perspective of a condo complex. She didn't recognize the name, neatly lettered in the lower left-hand corner. This, she thought, must be an upcoming project. Reed's desk was littered with papers. When she came in, he pushed some of them aside and rose. The sleeves of his white shirt were rolled up to the elbow, his tie was loose, and a navy blazer lay across the back of a nearby chair. He started to unroll his sleeves, but Cassidy shook her head. Don't bother getting dressed, she said with a wry smile. My business isn't going to take more than a couple of minutes, and then you'd have it all to undo again. He grinned, but he didn't comment. Would you bring us coffee? He asked the secretary. And then hold my calls. He indicated a small sitting area in the corner of the room, where two small couches and a coffee table on a lovely muted Persian-area rug seemed to invite confidences. Cassidy sat on the very edge of one of the couches. She was relieved when Reed relaxed opposite her, one arm stretched out over the back of the couch. He sat there silently, his coffee cup casually palmed, as if he were free for the whole day if she chose to use it. She sipped her coffee and said, "'That's very good.' My secretary has had much more practice than you have, Reed said gravely. She colored a little. The couple of minutes she had asked for were already gone. I suppose you want to know why I'm here. 
It hadn't occurred to me. I was simply enjoying the view. Come on, Reed. Don't fence about things like that. Irritation sharpened her voice, and she took a deep breath and calmed herself before going on. Are you seriously thinking of letting Chloe interview you? Or were you just hoping I'd be too jealous to see straight, so I'd make any deal I had to? His eyebrows lifted. Jealous? You? What on earth would you have to be jealous of? It was like a slap in the face. The fact was that she had never thought of him as her exclusive property, and it irritated her that he thought she might. My story, Reed, she said flatly. I was working on it first. So you think you should have exclusive rights to it? There is such a thing as professional etiquette when two reporters work for the same newspaper. But that's not my problem, is it? His voice was almost silky.